views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. This show's audio was via a Skype call. Welcome to Conscious Confidence Radio, a timeless wisdom with Sarah Main. Balo hosts Sarah Main on her ongoing journey of conscious confidence and gain timeless wisdom to unleash unparalleled confidence. A conscious confidence. Learn to ignite the living spark of wisdom, a new narrative for fulfillment contained in Sanskrit and the ancient, powerful, engaging, and fun conscious conversations to discover your own magnificent true self. Learn to dispel the fear shadow as Sarah provides essential knowledge about embracing change and the power of transformation. Get ready. Conscious Confidence starts now. Hey, everybody. Welcome, 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 welcome. Yep, that's what we're talking about. Welcome to Conscious Confidence Radio, our timeless wisdom with Sarah Main joining me here today. Hey, Sarah, what a, this show is kind of really powerful, powerful, isn't it? Welcome. Thank you, Pat. Yes, welcome to you too. And hello, everybody. So we're talking about victim to victor. Uh, yeah. It's your choice. And out of the gate, I must say that while we know that cognitively, boy, I'm telling you, it is so hard when you're in the middle of it to figure it out. That's what today's show is about. You're going to get us some help on this, right? Absolutely. We've got to get clarity on it. (laughs) Well, let's talk about it, you know. Victim, Victor, and, you know, a lot of times we want the stuff in the middle. We don't want it to be that black and white. We want it to be, oh, maybe I'm not such a victim today, but a little bit of this, but I'm really not responsible. So give us a sense of, from your perspective, what this means to go from victim to victor. But most importantly, what does each mean? Okay, great question. Um, Victim and victor are two distinct mindsets. And it seems like there's a gray area where it doesn't really matter. But actually, it is an absolutely black and white situation in terms of our mindset. And when I was training to be a coach, um, and this was after decades of teaching, uh, one of the first things we learned on day one, in within the first 10 minutes of the course, once they'd said, all the introductions was they said they absolutely presented this that if you have a client that's in victim there is no point in continuing until you actually get them out of that mindset and it hit me between the eyes like a freight train and this is after decades of uh, work on personal development and meditation yeah. and so on the whole situation with the mindset And once they laid it out and once I really went into it and once I addressed it within myself, because I'd never actually addressed it within myself, I saw that there is a distinction that unless we get it clear and make a firm decision where we can slip into victim and we're completely fixed. 
So that's the sort of broad picture for me. Yeah. I got to tell video, you, uh, let me just comment on this and I'd like you to expand upon it, please. Yeah. This slipping into victim, right? That's the way yeah. you said it. Yes. You know, a lot of times we have trauma hit us in our lives, right? It's yeah. like, boom. Yeah. But this insidious slipping into victimhood, yeah. we, it's like the frog story, right? Yeah, yeah it's the boiling like, frog. Right. You know, you put a frog in cold water and you slowly turn the heat up and the frog doesn't know about his yeah. demise. Yeah. I think victim is like that too sometimes. Uh, what do you think? Well, I think a whole lot of things are, but where today's talk is on victim and victor, so let's just stay on topic. Um, but absolutely, you know, it's all the the moment by moment thing because you can think, okay, I mean, I'm not a victim, uh, a victim in the sort of a, a bigger picture of your life. Fine, but what are you doing moment by moment by moment? And this is the boiling frog where staying in a victor, a personal responsibility, taking ownership, being accountable every moment of the day from when you wake up, that actually requires you to stay awake and aware of, of where your mind is going because otherwise it's so easy to just slip into <clears throat> the victim of blame, excuses, denial of a situation. And it's in micro things like um, it's not my fault, they always make me late. You know, a little thing like that. Yeah. Blaming the traffic. Yeah. Um, you know, you might be late be because of the traffic, but that's just a fact of the situation. You needn't overlay it with this victim mindset when you arrive somewhere late because the traffic, for some reason, there's been right. a traffic incident, has caused you to be late. Right. But the mindset that goes with it, you, it's so easy to slip into that. Um, you know, I can't work out because I don't have the time. That's a, you know, I don't have the time is such a simple thing, it appears, but it's a, it's a little doorway that we all slip through Um and then and it causes us to get into a victim mindset. And it's the thing is what's between victim and victor is a clear choice and it's there every moment of every day of our lives and only we can make that choice to, to actually not slip into victim and to be a victor, be responsible, be accountable and have ownership of our own life. Yeah, <laughs> one of the things that, I, I wanted to ask you about in this is I know that, you know, in the work you do to help people, what I love about you and conscious confidence is that you're going to meet people where they are. Yeah. You know, you're going to meet them where they are. And there have been people in our lives that we can look at and say, who are the people that had horrific situations, mm -hmm. right, that mm -hmm. emerged almost as if those situations didn't happen to them. Yeah. You know, when we find that, you know, I think you and I have talked about uh, Viktor Frankl, for example, um, as one um, person. Yeah. Uh, and, and there are others. Yeah. Um, and we, sometimes we look and we say, oh, how did he do it? How mm. did he make it through that? 
And I don't know about you, but I've said in my life, oh my gosh, you know, I hope I have the courage or whatever it takes mm. to hold my head up high during times like that. Yeah. Well, ex exactly. Mm -hmm. I think those sort of bigger, potentially traumatic situations certainly can have the force and the energy to wake someone or wake us up out of a situation that potentially could have us, you know, for the rest of our lives in a victim state. I've been thinking about people like Viktor Frankl, uh, Louise Hay, Oprah Winfrey. Um, I, I even thought about Jim Lovell, the um, Apollo 13 astronaut. Yeah. You know, he's the classic Houston, we've had a problem. Yeah. Which is, I've discovered, misquoted to Houston, we have a problem. But actually, he actually said, uh, Houston, we've had a problem here. Mm. Um, but, you know, he he was up in space, right, and everything was going fine and then it wasn't. And he said, you know, he basically thought, why me and why here? And then he said, and then I thought, well, it is me and it is here. So I better do something about it. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that is the classic switch. But the thing is, I think with the, some of these famous examples, they have lived their life, generally speaking, in a, at a micro level. Let's go back to the boiling frog analogy. Yeah, They've had that inclination to always choose in, in small moments all the time not to be the victim you know, to say, all right, well, what can I do about this? How can I uh, get myself out of this? How can we find a solution? Once they've spotted themselves in that weakened, uh, trapped state of being a victim. And I think so, therefore, when they've met um, a really dramatic, challenging situation, their muscles were strong. They were used to actually choosing to be the victor in yeah. the situation for themselves, the victor in their own lives. Um I think it can come upon you spontaneously, but, you know, better that we actually take all these minor moments, apparently minor situations in life, and strengthen our muscles, you know, get the taste, get the feel of yeah. choosing to be the victor in every moment and realise uh, what we're doing when we're weakening ourselves by slipping into that victim because they're so distinct. You asked me before, they're quite distinct. Um, in a victim mode, we're in the blame, excuses, denial. It's all about they, it's them. We're giving our power away completely to they, them, that situation. It's 100% negative. There is no positivity in a victim men mentality, no matter how minor it is. It's completely unproductive. It's repetitive. It's focused on the problem. So you're creating the problem and strengthening it. It's fixed. The neuroscientists show that you're in this neural circuitry that's completely closed off and fixed and you're just going round and round and round, a bit like a sort of a mouse in a wheel. Yeah. Okay. And your actions are reactive to the situation. You're just reacting. In Victor, it's positive, it's creative, it's flexible. You're focused on solutions. It's a solutions-based approach. You're flexible. It's about ownership, accountability, responsibility. It's about us and we and I, you know, what can I do about this? What can we do about this? You know, 
Uh, the children's behaviour isn't acceptable, but we're the adults. What can we do about it? What example are we setting for them? You know, it's that not expecting the kids to change first. What are we doing? You know, first, we had to do that when we were teachers. Yeah. We always had to look at our own behaviour first and then address the child's behaviour. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, your, and your actions are purposeful oh. in a victor situation. You have space to choose and you choose a purposeful action. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is black and white, even though it sometimes seems like it's grey. I think that's only because we're not perceiving the situation clearly. You know, you're absolutely right about that. You know, we I think we fall into the illusion yeah. we want it to be gray. Yeah. We we do. We oh, want yeah. it to be gray. We would yeah. love to play around in the gray area yeah. of it because what it allows us to do is it allows us to have a little backstory yeah. about, yeah, I agree with you. But then you hear the but word. But, yeah. you know, my husband took the car, my, you know, whatever that is. Yeah. There is something to learn from what it means to feel in one or the other, to yeah. know you're in one or the other. And that's what you're going to talk about today. Yeah. And the other thing that's important is to keep in mind when we come back, what does it mean to live in the question of possibilities? Yeah. Is it possible for someone who is operating from that victim state to even know possibilities are available? Yeah. Let's take a short break. When we come back, get ready. What does it mean to wake up? Wake up, get out of bed. Yep. Get those bones moving. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back with Conscious Confidence Radio. Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Ness. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. What is a brilliant culture, and how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rowley has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you align your culture with your business strategy for exceptional results. Looking for a culture that drives organizational excellence? Listen to Cultural Brilliance Radio, the second and fourth Friday of each month at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. To learn more or work with Claudette, visit culturalbrilliance.com. Are you looking for the perfect setting for your next workshop or retreat? At Spirit Fire Meditative Retreat Center, cultivating consciousness is what we do best. Our guests count on us to create an atmosphere that supports serenity and well-being. We lead from the heart and create space for the mind. Freshly prepared meals designed with local and organic ingredients, 95 acres of beautiful woods and pastures, and a facility built with green in mind. This is what you'll find at Spirit Fire. For more information, visit spiritfireretreatcenter.com. Hi, everybody. I'm Dr. Pat. I get to really 
do this fabulous show with Sarah Main. Uh, Sarah has created Conscious Confidence, what it means to really tap into a timeless wisdom. And certainly we have done a number of shows, which you can find out more about by going to her website, sarahmaine.com, or you can even go to consciousconfidence.com. Um, Sarah, uh, there are ways that people can work with you. They can email you. They can work with you on the coaching programs around conscious confidence. Also, anyone out there that's got children that they want to help develop conscious confidence, they also can contact you for that as well. Absolutely. You have to just go to my website, sarahmaine.com, S-A-R-A-H-M-A-N-E.com. Absolutely. And contact me there. So we're talking about wake up and get out of bed. Many of us know what it's like to wake up, the getting out of the bed part. Now that's like a whole different story. Um, But there's something about moving from victim to victor, which many of us are not aware of. And it's through conscious confidence that you're able to help people do that. Yeah. the, the waking up, as you say, we do wake up, but I think the, the level, the degree to which we wake up is uh, depends on how clear we are on the difference, the sort of energetic difference between being a victim and a victor or a victim or a victor. Um, and I must say that it, it took me a little while in life to, to really zero in on this and look into myself and what was happening when I was in victim mode and when I was in a victim mode because they are distinctly different. And when I looked into the Sanskrit, and you know that I like to go back to the derivations, the actual meanings that we have within ourselves because these are the things that actually determine what we think and feel and do. When I went back to the Sanskrit, about victim in particular, it absolutely hit me between the eyes. Boom, another freight train coming about this, right? I, I just didn't realise. And you, you talked about we all like to sort of hang out in the shadows. Yeah, only because we don't actually have to stand up and, and be counted to yeah. ourselves in yeah. our own lives, you know, and yeah. do something and make an effort. It's easy just to sit there complaining. And my mother, God bless her, used to say to me, um, oh, you're feeling sorry for yourself. You're doing the dying swan routine is what she used to say to me, <laughs> as if you've got something to complain about, you know. Um, and I didn't realise what she was talking about, but she was spot on because the Sanskrit, it, and look, this can be quite confronting, but you need to actually get into the energy of what it's saying it talks about victim and then the it starts giving all these analogies for an animal that's tethered bound you can imagine by the throat tied up with a rope waiting to be sacrificed and if you just take the energy imagine a poor animal tethered it's completely powerless it can't go anywhere it has no choices it's its power has been taken away and it's waiting for someone else to sacrifice it and they'll derive the benefit from that sacrifice and if you just take that image and that energy and then apply it to yourself 
that when you get into victim, even in little ways, as we were talking about before the, yeah. the break, we give all our power, our magnificent power of our life, ourselves, away in any situation, it be it small or big, and we become weak and powerless and nothing can change. We can do nothing to change unless we make that decision and say, hang on a minute, and we'll talk about that moment of choice and you can create that, you practice creating that space to choose and you've got that opportunity to choose every single day. And when I woke up to that, and I woke up to that as an adult, it changed everything. I'm quite serious. It changed my whole life. Um, and I can remember when I finally sort of got it. And that meant that I was much more vigilant throughout the day to where my mind was slipping off to. Um, you know, and I've got all the background with philosophy and meditation and all of that, but I had to make that personal choice. Regardless of my whole background, it was a distinctly personal choice to step up yeah. to another level. And yeah. it changed everything because in Sanskrit, victor, it's very simple. You're the victor. It's about winning. It's about strength. It's about not being um, trapped by a situation or anyone or being dominated by anyone. You have the choice. You have the power. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And once you get, I think once you get the energy of both of those situations, the victim or the victor, the different mindsets, it starts making it easier to choose to be a victor because, of course, you want to be a victor. Yeah, we have to make that decision. And I don't know how it is for other people, but I know that this point in time in my life, I don't want to get to such a level of despair or defeat yeah. that, that that's when the light bulb goes on. Yeah. And what I think you said is really important because we can put things into practice now yeah. that so that we don't sacrifice ourselves to anger, resentment, jealousy. Yeah. You know, I, I think resentment is one of the most toxic of all of those emotions I because agree. we carry it through everything. Yeah. You know, whether it's a resentment about a family member or a boss or a job, and we carry that, it yeah. just builds up its own momentum, yeah. right? Yeah. So some people can't even look at another person anymore, yeah. right? Yeah. Or, or are triggered. But, you know, there are things that you've been able to look at and say, wait a minute, you know, the, this, this victim relinquishing and surrendering of our power is not the way to go. And these are the things that it takes. These are the steps it takes. Yeah. for people to move from victor from victim to victor. Yes. And it's number 1 is to actually take the time to get clear on this energy of victim and victor. I think part of the the difficulty in uh people being able to make a clear and decisive choice is because they're just unclear about what's going on. So in that case, yeah, there's a sort of a grey shadowy area. But um, so getting clear is the first thing. And that's 
an aspect of waking up. And with the waking up, the next step is there's a natural desire to change. Once you get clear on that disempowered, weak uh, situation of being the victim, as you described, there's a natural desire within the human being, within us, to want to change, to want to be the victor, because it accords with our human dignity, uh, with our humanity. Um, being a victim doesn't accord with the the essence of, of the magnificence of a human being. It just doesn't. And right. so there's a natural desire rises. And then the desire is to be a victor, and in that space we can choose and say right and that's exactly what I did once I got clear on it I thought I don't want to be like this and I made a distinct choice and as you said um and the way I've always worked with clients and when I was teaching is the easy times in life are for practicing for getting stronger the challenges in life are for learning and growth And it's like a a runner. A a marathon runner doesn't decide to run a marathon and then sign up and go in the race the next day. They've got months and months of training. Um, And so they're training before the race, before the challenge, getting stronger, 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 uh, all those sorts of things, obviously, and getting more knowledge, putting it into practice, so on and so forth. So when the day of the race comes, they're ready. And if we take our life like that, yeah. that there are easy times and then you do meet challenges. You just do. That's life. You're strong by virtue of the practice that you've done in the easy times. And then when the challenges come, then you have the opportunity to learn and grow from them. Yeah. You know, my dad was a mechanic. And so as kids, as children, one of the things we were acutely aware of is maintenance. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, you may think, what has this got to do with anything, right? Yeah. yeah. But I can count maybe on one hand when our car broke down, maybe yeah. one time. And yeah. oh, actually, not. That was a car accident. So, no. So, there are no times in my growing up, right? Yeah. Do I remember? ever, ever having any vehicle we were in break down. Yeah. And, you know, as young girls, even so, young girls, my dad would get us uh, uh, out there changing things, and he would explain to us and show us. uh, I mean, it wasn't very good. Our fingernails were always dirty, okay, (laughs) full of grease, always, always. But he would explain to us things like, you got to check the spark plug. Yeah. Or those are the kinds of things that I think we're talking about for ourselves. See, if we have a toolkit on a day-to-day basis that could help strengthen us as we go along this journey called life, then we will be less likely, I think, to enter that state of victimhood when it comes knocking on our door. What do you think? Absolutely. Yeah. And it comes back to this practicing in the 
easy times like the marathon runner. They're developing that toolkit through the, the co you know, their coach helping them, their practice. And um, we do need these tools and we need to apply them, absolutely. Uh, and we can talk about that coming up. Uh, and you start practising because the clearer you get on victim and victor, it can change your life. It honestly can. And you see the little areas of shadowy greyness that we get into where we give our power away. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And, and don't you think, too, and I know we're going to talk about this today, you know, just like we can develop ways to become victors in every day of our lives, yeah. We also have to be mindful of ways that we give our power away on a regular basis. And yeah. I'm not saying that there aren't going to be times where we might do something we don't want to do. Yeah. You know, that's just life. Yeah. But when our life is about unfulfillment or a life is about hardly ever being able to rise up, you know, or as you said, get out of bed, then it yeah. requires a different action, doesn't it? Absolutely. And then you, I think you really do need these examples. And there are uh, uh, current ones like the Malala Yousafzai, the, that incredible young woman, that teenager in Pakistan who is an advocate for female education and girls' and women's education, and she gets shot in the head. Yeah. And miraculously survives and she's still advocating she has not sat down saying poor me it's their fault and all that she is fighting for women's education and girls education um yeah in her in her home country and she's continuing to fight for that and she can't afford to sit there and victim because nothing would change no. And she, you know, and you get clear examples like that. And that and I think we have to learn from them and and keep holding those up as um, an inspiration for us moment by moment in our lives to get stronger, get clearer in ourselves of when we slip into these uh we give our power away and we become a victim. And it can be anything, it can be the weather, mm -hmm. you know, the traffic, um food you don't like in a in a restaurant. They're little things. Yeah. And, you know, what I want to say is we're going to take a short break because when we come back, you're going to share with us what those things are. You know, yeah. the, what does the choice to change really mean? And then how do we create that space to choose? Because we make it sound so easy, like, oh, my God, why don't you just choose? But it's not that easy, you know, especially when we're in the middle of things. You know, earlier today, I got a little text message from one of my previous bosses who was also my mentor. And I remember that he gave me a choice once to make about my career. And anybody else probably would think, what is the big problem, Pat? Why didn't you just make that choice? Well, that was then, this is now. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what we need to do in order to create that space to choose. We'll be right back.
On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, AM 1150, and Transformation Talk Radio. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit jenroyster.com for more information. A word of caution. If you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, this book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today. Amber Teal, founder of The Healthy Edge, is bringing you the hit show Healthy Edge Radio, living with power, passion, and purpose. Amber provides the support and tools necessary for you to finally release the weight and emotions that are hidden beneath the weight. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio. For more information on how you can take the next step with Amber, visit GetTheHealthyEdge.com. Welcome back. Welcome back to, yeah, Conscious Confidence. You know, it's more than a radio program. It's actually a a way of living. And, you know, Sarah, before we talk about uh, choice and change, how can people find out more about you? Please let folks know. Yeah, if you can go to my website, sarahmain.com, S-A-R-A-H-M-A-N-E.com, sarahmain.com. You can listen to all the podcasts of the previous radio shows. Um, you can read about what I do. You can see my coaching services, my speaking, uh, all sorts of things. So go to my website, sarahmain.com. Now, this is so important. This idea of being to choose the space for this is so important because I think the difference between what you're saying this and then the rest of the world saying, just snap out of it. You know, we're not in the movie Moonstruck, right? Where, uh, you know, just slap some, you know, just snap out of it, right? Um, But there is a way to 
move forward to create the space to choose. And, you know, you and I did talk about Viktor Frankl a little bit here today. Um, But his story is (laughs) unprecedented, really. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think have been, you know, important to him when you read his book and also the timeless wisdom that you bring forth? There is a way here for everybody listening to be able to do this. Everybody. Yeah. Because there is, I think it's the the point to state here is uh, there's the victim and victim mindset which we've spoken about. There is always the opportunity in every moment, despite how it seems on the outside or the inside within ourselves, there is always the opportunity to choose whether we're in victim or victor. And Viktor Frankl was a classic example of once he awoke to that in in the sort of dire situation he was in in the um, concentration camps, uh, he realised, he genuinely fully realised he uh, had an awakening of that power of choice and the importance of that power of choice and to exercise that choice. Um, and he, he just, you know, he describes that sort of point between stimulus and response and there's a space. And that's our power to choose is in that space. Oh. And what I'm teaching is in everyday life, we've got this stream of thoughts and feelings going on the whole time. And it seems like there is no possibility of changing that. And what I'm saying is we can create the space to choose. And then we choose all the time. So in every situation, we're choosing lemonade rather than lemons. We're looking at the positive in any situation. There's always something. We're saying, okay, so what? Now what? You know, we're saying, so what are we going to do about it? So what am I going to do about it? Okay. If you understand uh, Edward de Bono's uh, six hats, the six thinking hats, you decide, right, okay, we've got the black hat. Let's choose the green hat. The black hat's looking at all the sort of negative side of things. And now let's look at new ideas, the green hat. Um, It's what lesson can I take from this experience? What's it teaching me? I'm just giving you examples of when something's happening that's not ideal, we don't like it, always looking to shift. And sometimes it may seem a bit Pollyanna-ish, like you're sticking a Band-Aid over it, doesn't matter. Start at that level and you'll switch yourself around and it gets easier and easier and easier. But it does require a tool to create the, the space to choose. You know, I, I, I can teach you that. And you can teach. And listen, here's what I want to say to everybody listening. This is such an important tool. We see it in our, we see it every day. Yeah. But we don't recognize it right? Let's just talk about where we see it in the world. I don't know, for you sports people out there watching the sports, the football, the baseball, all of them, the, the whole thing, right? What happens when that batter is up to bat and he is not or she is not 100% sure 
What did they do? They stop. They dig in the dirt. They Mm -hmm. buy some time. They will step out of the box, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I I mean, think about how many ways in our lives, Sarah, we do this. In the United States, we have an amber light that helps us get from the green that we're doing to the, can you imagine what would happen if we just went from green to red? Oh no, (laughs) oh no. Uh, So we have so many instances where we have found this to be working. Yeah. Working. And yet tennis, watch them. They don't, all of those tennis people know how to throw that ball up, but they don't. They bounce the ball. Yeah. My sport, table tennis, you would think that th- that before you serve that great serve, that somewhere in their minds, and myself included, we're baking a cake. Yeah. It's taken us so long to take that little white ball and throw it up because why? We're stopping. Yeah. And that's the start of the tool. The first step in creating the space to choose is to stop. And it can be counterintuitive, but you need to train yourself to do it. And as you say, sport, doesn't matter, music, dancing. My husband and I dance. We have a preparation step where we're not actually dancing. We're (laughs) on the spot and you're getting ready. And then you go. And that's that opportunity to let it all go, (laughs) you know, and release and come into the present moment. But that first step is to stop. And then the next step is to pause. Stop and just pause for a moment. It only needs to be for a moment. And then to breathe. And in that space of stop, pause and breathe, we have created space. Space is created. And then we can choose. So it's stop. Pause, breathe, choose. And I did this with children for years in one form or another. Stop for a minute, pause, take a breath, especially when they were upset and something had gone wrong and they were blaming all the other friends in the playground for something that had gone wrong. Um, Stop, then pause and breathe. And you could see the whole situation transformed and we suddenly had new possibilities an opportunity for something new to come in to transform the situation and move it forward, find a solution. So stop, pause, breathe, and then choose. Mm -hmm. And you can, I mean, so if someone says, I don't have the time for that, it's just untrue. It is not true. It is not Uh, true. And it's only desire to change that will. Right make you realise that, that there's always that opportunity to stop, pause, breathe and choose. You don't actually need anything else. Yeah, what I love about this is not only will it help us to cut the circulation off from from victimhood, but what it does, it also is a tool that we can use to achieve success. Absolutely. I mean, think about it. You know, any of us that have watched the Olympics, I mean, if you, I mean, we see this in all places, all walks of life, people that are getting ready to speak, 
right? They stand up on stage. You could see it. They're taking a breath. They're taking a moment. You know, yeah. there's a pause. When yeah. we get ready to do this show, Carter is giving us five, four, three, two, one, right? Yeah. We're hearing yeah. it. Uh, all of us go through these moments where we have to pause. What yeah. you're saying is this is just part of how we can literally stop an energy, that victim energy, which will completely engulf us. Yeah, absolutely. Say you've got, say in the kitchen you've got a pile of dirty dishes and you don't want to do it and it's dishes that the kids have created and your husband's done and, and it's blame, 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 right? But the dishes still need to be washed. So rather than wash them up from that victim mindset that, you know, poor me, I've got to do it and it's all their fault, stop, pause, breathe, choose and then just wash the dishes. Say, great, this is an opportunity. You know, find some positive in this situation but create the space to choose that. Uh, and if you start doing that in all these silly little situations, suddenly you're in a completely different space in yourself throughout your life. Yeah. And you've you've really got the space to choose some wonderful things in your life once you get this. Oh, my God. My, my mom was a master at this, Sarah, because, I mean, we were... We were a big family, dirty a lot. You know, can you imagine us doing the whole car thing? Uh, but we were also active. We lived in New York. There's just a lot of things going on. She made doing dishes fun. I yeah. can remember her, what, we'd walk into a scenario like that, right? Especially on family holiday things. Oh my gosh, it was a mess. <laughs> and she would turn on, the radio, or she turn on old school now, folks, the record player. And she would turn on something that we could dance to, can move to, can sing to, something like that. Yeah. And what that does is it stops time, even the yeah. time of our past. Yeah. Yeah, it gets us right in the present moment. But that's a choice to do that. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. And she, she probably just did it out of a, a natural instinct. She didn't even need stop, pause, breathe, choose because she was already developed in that uh, victor. We call it that victim mindset, right? And yeah. her actions were purposeful and there were solutions to the, the problem. She was creative. She was positive. And we can all do that. And if we're doing it moment by moment, it, it completely transforms everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there are stories you know, we have stories yeah. from different spiritual practices. You know, I had a gentleman uh, that was in the office. He was taking pictures of different things, you know, for a project we're doing. And, you know, he, he, he walks in all the offices and everybody's got their own style. And then yeah. he walks into mine and I've got sparkly lights. I've got, you know, Kuan Yin in the background, right? You yeah. know, I've got prayer beads or whatever that is that people see in the video. This is like my workspace. Um, and if you catch me at home and then he sees this bracelet, right? Yeah. And he said something to me that I didn't quite understand, but these are little prayer. This is like a little prayer bracelet. My friend calls them Buddha beads. Mm -hmm. And she gave them to me uh, when I was playing and to help me slow down. And so there are stories that we can learn from, stories about angry people who learned how to be 
phenomenal philanthropist. Stories mm. about men and women and children, you know, that had lives that none of us could possibly imagine. But we learn about them not because of those lives, but because of what they've done. And you've got a, a story to share as well. Yeah, I do. There's there's a beautiful story, and um, I, I've used this for years. I, I it's means a lot to me. Uh, it's a traditional story. It's a Buddhist story, and it's about Buddha and this angry young man. Um, and Buddha, he's walking through a, a village, and he meets this angry young rude man who comes up and begins insulting him. You know, maybe he didn't like the way the Buddha was walking along or he was walking on the wrong side of the road. I don't know. Um, but this young man starts insulting him. And the Buddha was not upset in the slightest. He just listened. And, and then he said when the man had stopped for a breath, he just listened and he said, uh, and, he, and then his response was, rather than why are you speaking to me like this, you shouldn't be doing this, he said, um, when you give a gift to someone and that, but that person doesn't accept the gift, to whom does the gift belong? That was the question he put to the young man. Well, the, man, the young man was completely surprised. You know, he was expecting him to come back with some response, either, you know, further abuse or whatever. The young man was so surprised, he stopped and thought, oh, well, it would belong to me because I was the one who, who was trying to give the gift. And the, and the Buddha just smiled and said, well, that's right. And he said, and it's exactly the same with your anger. I choose, I choose not to accept the gift of your anger that you've hurled at me, you've been trying to give to me. Wow. Um, and so, therefore, that anger is falling back on you. Um, and so wow. only you, you can be the unhappy one because I choose not to be. Um, and so the only person you've actually hurt in this situation is yourself because I just actually choose not to accept that. And that woke that young man up and the mm. Buddha part and Buddha went on his way. Now, I have used that with children. In fact, I was even telling a young child um, locally who lives near me and he was talking about someone being mean at school and I gave him exact that exact story and he looked at me you know, like that was a whole new perspective, that just because something's happening to you, you don't have to accept that. That is, take it as a gift, that is a gift being offered, you don't have to accept that. But to be in that space, you need to practice stop, pause, breathe, choose, so you have that strength and space within yourself, not to be immediately reacting and taking it all on. You have the choice. We always have the choice not to take any of that on. Yeah, I think that that is the key to what you're saying in that we often don't know we can choose that. Yeah. And one of the true freedoms we do have, and I had a friend tell me the only freedom we really have is the freedom to choose. Yeah. In any part in life. Yeah. And boy, it took me a really long time to really understand what that means. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's an ongoing journey 
to continue to develop tools to remember that because that's so easy to forget. Yeah, and that's right. And and I mean, really, I think that's the the essence of what Viktor Frankl was getting across in um, his book, The Search for Man's Search for Meaning, and um, what he woke up to, that that choice is. Um, the choice of where our, our mindset in any given moment, um, mm-hmm. our attitude. And mm-hmm. in that story about Buddha and the angry young man, the Buddha represents the uh, awake and aware consciousness within ourselves and that awake and aware consciousness that has the power to choose. Um, and, and you'll notice in that story the Buddha didn't try and change the young man's mindset or change the externals, he made the choice within himself. And then what he said was purely his choice to the young man. Mm-hmm. You know, when we think about our lives and we we look at here we are today and here's where we want to go, and certainly there's much more of this in the work that you do that people can find on the website and talk about conscious confidence, certainly yeah. in the upcoming book that you're writing. Yeah. But each of us has to really make that decision to say, I'm going to practice this every day. Absolutely. There's something I'm going to practice every day. Yeah. And, and just one thing. But the energy of this, the spirit of this, and that that ancient timeless wisdom of Sanskrit really does help clarify and cleanse the energy, I think. And Absolutely. I think you have something to, to share with us as well. Yes, I've got a little Sanskrit. Uh, it's short but extremely powerful uh, Sanskrit prayer. It's at the beginning of the Taitariya Upanishad, and it's actually a prayer uh, for the blessing of a teacher and a student. Um, and I'll just read the English translation. May spirit protect us both. That's the teacher and the student. May spirit protect us both. May spirit nourish us both. May we both work together with great energy. May our study be enlightening and fruitful. May we not hate each other. Peace, peace, peace. And in Sanskrit, Om Sahana Wawatu, Sahana Bhunaktu, Sahawir Yang Karawahai, Tejaswina Wati Tamastu, Mawitwishawahai, Om Shanti Shanti Shanti. Sarah, thank you so much for today and thank you for all that you're doing to to really help all of us understand that we have enormous unprecedented power within, you know, that, you know, just just our average, average everyday going through life doesn't even touch conscious confidence, but we have the ability to do that. One last question. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? that you are a magnificent, limitless, universal being. Every moment of the day, the energy of you, your energy and the energy of the universe are one and the same. Mm. Thank you. Sarah Main, everyone. Please go to Sarah's website, S-A-R-A-H, 
M-A-N-E.com, especially if you've missed any part of this or any of the other shows. And lots more to come from Sarah and Conscious Confidence, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Conscious Confidence with Sarah Main. Join us next month on Transformation Talk Radio for more timeless wisdom with Sarah's exciting and innovative approach to living. Discover more joy, freedom, and step into your limitless potential. For more information on Sarah Main and her work, or to listen to past shows, visit sarahmain.com.